0: It's all football, all day, every Monday. Buffalo Bills Football Monday. Brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at Northwest.com. Hour number two of Sports Talk Saturday is underway. Zach Jones with you, Corey Griswold behind the board. We've got about two more hours here. We've got. Noted jerk of noted hockey, Joe Yerden, coming up in just about a half hour to talk a little more Sabres hockey. Of course, they've got a game tonight at 10 against the Vancouver Canucks. And we do have some news for the Sabres defenseman. Henry Haryu has been placed on IR to make room for Lawrence Pilot. He was called up from Rochester on Friday, so that was yesterday. So we got some Sabres news there. But I do want to transition a little bit before we go back to hockey to football. There was news All across the NFL, we have guys demanding trades. We have the trade deadline coming up on November 1st. And, of course, a name that many Bills fans have been hearing for the last few weeks, if not the last few months, that being running back Chris McCaffrey. He is officially on a new team, going from the Carolina Panthers to the San Francisco 49ers. And, oh boy, not the greatest of... Trades, in my opinion, I I read an article where San Francisco got a C minus for it. I've yet to see a team or a, a writer give them a B or an A. It's pretty much C's and D's. If you have not heard, the San Francisco 49ers gave to the Carolina Panthers a second, a third, and a fourth rounder in 2023, and a fifth in 2024. There were rumors the Bills were slightly involved in this trade as well, or that they were they were kind of you know poking around, seeing what's going on. Uh, There were reports, I think, initially that the Sabres, or excuse me, that the Bills had offered a second-round pick, and, and that solely, and then there were also reports going around yesterday that the Sabres, or excuse me, the Bills, I'm still stuck on hockey, that the Bills had at least dabbled in sort of the, well, what would you want for them, and then backed off. It's not too surprising. The team is, of course, in a win-now window. Chris McCaffrey is a spectacular player that would have added to this offense at least a little bit. But for me, second round pick would have been tough to give up for the Bills, even though they're in a win now mode. They're in a mode now where it's not they're not the Rams in terms of their draft picks, where they're just, you know, bleep them draft picks, because this team is very, very good at developing late round talent to serious contributors, Gabe Davis being one of them, and Matt Milano as well, and Teron Johnson, and really the list goes on. But just because it would be kind of for a rental player. The contract for McCaffrey is not terrible. That's not really the point, though. It would be a second-round pick, and you're likely bringing him in. You're likely moving all of your running backs around. You've got to justify that in some way. I'm okay that the Bills didn't do it. I'm much more on the on the wagon of go get a receiver. Odo Beckham Jr. is kind of the main one in that. But in the wide receiver market, we're starting to see that heat up as well because of the Carolina Panthers. Them trading away, Chris McCaffrey, has kind of opened up the floodgates for that team to go, while they'll never admit it, into a full-blown rebuild. They're going into a very talented quarterback class, and even the year after is is supposed to be even better. I know from experience as a Texans fan, as a Texas fan, Quinn Ewers is considered one of the you know marquee names of that draft class, and there's many more as well. And of course, you're always going to get that random guy who just pops off a season, and all of a sudden goes from like a third, fourth round talent to a first round talent. We all know that happens every year, whether they hit or not. That that is what happens. But the Jets potentially could be out of a receiver as well, Elijah Moore, and then of course going back to Carolina with their full full blown rebuild. Uh, It is expected Brian Burns and DJ Moore could be on the move. Brian Burns, a young edge rusher who is spectacular for them, and DJ Moore, really, DJ Moore has just become the new Stephon Diggs. I mean, they even share the same conference who, you know, Stephon Diggs used to play for. He was on, of course, the Minnesota Vikings beforehand. But Brian Burns, to me, is probably going to be the next one for them that goes, even though for me, I would not get rid of Burns. Burns has 10 sacks in each, of I think, of his last two seasons, and he's 24 years old. He is the exact kind of guy you'd want to bring in and just, hey, keep it everything going. We're going to get rid of some guys. That's fine. There's no need to get rid of him. Moore, on the other hand, seems to be a guy that is likely they're going to lose, most likely, just because he is a talented receiver in a... Not diluted market. He is very much a valuable asset. Teams are not sitting there going, oh, I have too many wide receivers, I can't have another one. The Bills, the best scoring offense in football right now, and most fans do want the team to add somebody. Now, with that being said, DJ Moore, I think that might be a little too rich for Buffalo's blood. I think it'd even be too rich for Kansas City, who's kind of their main foe in this whole thing I think it'd even be too much for them but going through his stats a very good rookie year in 2018 or excuse me 55 receptions 788 yards and two touchdowns and since then he has had at least a thousand yards the rest of his career playing with garbage quarterbacks a wounded Cam Newton, P.J. Walker. This year, of course, he has Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold. Last year, he has just been able to just put together very, very good season after very, very good season. He's 25 years old. Someone is going to wind up with him, and I think it's got to be a team like Green Bay or even Baltimore has to make a move for a guy like D.J. Moore, if not Elijah Moore. No relation. Elijah Moore, though, is on his rookie deal. He's 22 years old and really kind of considered just like an up-and-coming guy. Where Moore, you're getting and you're kind of expecting, all right, with a great quarterback, you're going to put up 1,300 yards, 1,400 yards, maybe even double-digit touchdowns. He could become that kind of guy. He could have another Stephon Diggs-type resurgence to his career because, well, we all knew Diggs was a talented receiver. He was never talked about in the best receiver in football Conversations until he got to Buffalo, where of course he has that all pro season. He's spectacular. Believe he had the triple crown in receiving his first year in Buffalo, or at least he definitely led the league in receptions and yards. Maybe not touchdowns. I think that would have been somebody like Devontae. Ad- yeah, that, w- that was definitely Devontae Adams. But with that being said, I almost wonder because of a big conversation around McCaffrey and OBJ for Bills fans has been well, maybe we should just get these guys just so a team like Kansas City doesn't get these guys. Constantly have them chasing you rather than ever making any ground. You've beaten them twice in the regular season. You've added on defense. So now you're thinking going into the playoffs, all right, we've got them. We we can get them, and now it looks like we could potentially get them at home. And I saw a little bit of fear, not too much, of, of fans thinking, Ooh, Elijah Moore, DJ Moore could wind up on Kansas City. That's we can't have that. You know, blah 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 blah. Not too much, and I'm and I'm kind of glad I didn't see too much of it because I, I didn't want to come on this and kind of talk everyone down. That's not really what, what I wanted to do, but I think a lot of it is just because I don't think either team is really number one. The willingness to to overspend for somebody, and really there are far more desperate teams. Kansas City can at least talk themselves into, well, we're still scoring, we're, we're still doing well, We and we had Buffalo on the ropes. Yes, it was at home, and we lost, but Mahomes had two picks. Like They can convince themselves they're right there, that if they played better, they would have won. Buffalo, though, can do the same thing. A, you know, a turnover in the red zone on the first drive was a huge turning point for that game that made it as close as it did in the first half. The Bills did not play great that first half until basically the end of the game. But teams like Green Bay like Baltimore, they're not having the same discussions. Baltimore's sitting here going, why can't we score in the second half? Why are we having these double-digit leads and completely falling on our face whenever it comes time to close out a game? And Green Bay is having the exact opposite conversation of, why can't we score in the first half? Why are we having such issues scoring at all? Now, for them, it's an easy answer. You got rid of the best receiver in football and had no real plans to replace him. With Baltimore, it's a bit different. Baltimore, for me at least, it's... Greg Roman, I think, has got to go as offensive coordinator. I even think Art Harbaugh has to look himself in the face, but they're going now in for the next, I think, four weeks. J.K. Dobbins is going to be out. They are now looking at a much more dire situation they're three and three but they're in a very very winnable division of the AFC North Pittsburgh is basically just walking around having no idea what they're doing Cincinnati too far like two up and down so far and then Cleveland is two and four And Deshaun Watson, though, does not look like he's going to make that much of a difference when he comes back from suspension. Baltimore's in a position that you can win your division, host a home playoff game in the wild card round, and easily get in the division round, depending on the opponent you're playing. But they've got to add something at wide receiver. DJ Moore is the one for me. I think if I'm them, I'm giving up a first-round pick. I'm giving up exactly what the Bills did for Stephon Diggs. Give up a first, maybe a third as well of the same draft, and just absolutely go for it. Because you've got it. You've got Lamar right now before you have to sign him to his big deal, but he's not going to be on his rookie deal much longer because they've waited to sign him, so you are very much in a win-now mode. And they've got to close that deal as soon as humanly possible. Because if they don't, they are going to get to a point where teams like Buffalo and Kansas City absolutely pass by them. Yes, it was a close game against Baltimore. The weather played a factor into that and as well. Once the Bills kind of got going in the second half, they were clearly the better team. And also, it's football. You'll lose some games. Some games will be closer, and they shouldn't be. That doesn't mean the teams are neck and neck. The Bills are absolutely better than Baltimore. Baltimore's 3-3 three and three for a reason. Buffalo's 5-1 and one for a reason. There's a number of teams in the NFL that are wide receiver needy that are in a position to do really, really well this season. New England, I think, could make a, a real serious move for D.J. Moore as well. They're sitting at 3-3. Three and three. The Jets, well, yes, are 4 and 2. They're basically doing it without their quarterback playing even remotely well. Their defense though, is so spectacular. Their running game with Brees Hall, Michael Carter, very good. But as I've mentioned, they've got a receiver who they just drafted in the second round, not wanting to play with the team anymore. He wants completely out. So I guess my next question is, outside of Kansas City, who is the team you're most worried about in the AFC making a move for a wide receiver? Now that McCaffrey, he's he has opened up the trade deadline floodgates. He is the first name off the board. Let us know at 803-0550, who is the team you're most worried to make a move now that can really stand in the way of a, of a Bills run to the one seed? Maybe not even just the one seed, just a Super Bowl at all. Left on their schedule. Green Bay, of course. I don't think Green Bay is going to make a move, though, before you know next Sunday. But then later, they get New England, of course. They get them twice, actually. They haven't played them yet at all this year. The Jets, they're not going to make a move for a wide receiver. There's no quarterback available for trade, so they're kind of, eh. Cleveland, they really have no draft capital left. They're not going to be able to make a move. Cincinnati, they're not going to add a wide receiver. So really, it comes down to some playoff teams or a New England. For me, it's Baltimore. I think the Bills are absolutely better than the Baltimore Ravens. However, the idea of them adding a player with that much talent in D.J. Moore, who is just waiting for a quarterback that can really bring his game to another level. And Lamar is an elite quarterback. Watching him live, watching him and Allen live, there are three quarterbacks in the league that can do what what those guys do. Mahomes is the other one all three of them have, have such a talent level though that just separates them from the pack yes Mahomes or yes Rogers and Brady are just as good there's as much more longevity and just kind of having a complete understanding of the NFL game they've played in that almost as long as they played in any other football but those three do things that no one else can do and so for me that's where Baltimore is always going to be that threat they're always going to be that fear I've said it before on this on this show when I, when I cover for Nate Geary that Josh Allen has entered a, a, a sort of a period of quarterback play in which I believe he will absolutely win a Super Bowl. Maybe it's with Buffalo, maybe it's with, it's not. But I think it's going to be with Buffalo because he loves the city and this team is absolutely putting everything they can around him to to have him succeed. But the reason I say that is because he is one of the two or three best quarterbacks in football. It's not even really up for discussion. I think Lamar, though, is that discussion. While they're not the same player, I would put him in the same category in the 90s quarterbacks as Jim Kelly. The only difference is Kelly never won an MVP. Lamar has. And the big difference as well is the Bills did everything in their power to put the best team around Kelly. Was it just the best team overall? Yeah, probably, but they really added a ton. Running back, wide receivers, offensive linemen, a new offensive system that was revolutionary at the time. They did everything in their power to put the best team around Kelly. And yet Kelly was 0 and 4 in Super Bowls. That's not necessarily to say it's his entire fault. It's not even really to say that it's his, you know, anyone's really fault. It's just that it's the nature of yes, the game. Yes, it is. That's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> but it but it is the nature of the game. You lose. But there are two quarterbacks, to me, in NFL history who were unequivocally the best at their time or that most people really considered the best at their time and they didn't win a Super Bowl. It's two guys. Fran Tarkington for the Vikings and Dan Marino. After that, at least once, a guy that is considered the best or one of the two or three best quarterbacks of his era wins a Super Bowl. Kelly was never considered that. He always was behind guys like Marino Elway, to a later extent, Montana, and to a more obviously throughout his career extent, Steve Young. Lamar is sort of on that fringe right there. Right now, we've heard the last few weeks too, especially, you know, AFC reverse power rankings with Shelton Bulldog and Joe's uh, Tuesday tears on the extra point. It's Buffalo and Kansas City and then everybody else. And it's starting to be not just the teams, but the quarterbacks as well. Lamar is right there on that fringe. And that's why they scare me, is because if you add that one more piece for him that the Bills did for Josh, they added Stephon Diggs. John Brown and Cole Beasley were damn good. They did their job very, very well, but they were not exactly what Josh needed. Diggs was that. And for, I mean, if, if you've listened to the uh, podcast with Von Miller and Stephon Diggs, you'll hear Diggs say the same thing. Allen was exactly what Diggs needed as well. That they were perfect for each other, and for Lamar, it could be the same thing with DJ Moore. That is why Baltimore scares me. We beat them, and that's fine. But I sat there. I went to that game it was my first road trip. I went with my family, and there were fans around us, Baltimore fans, saying, "We'll see you in January." You know, we can't wait to see you guys in January. And I was fine at that time, thinking, "Well, yeah, if it's in Buffalo with our weather, you know, we'll, you know, it's the playoffs. Josh is dynamite in the playoffs. He's shown that the last two years. I'm not worried. I'm fine. I'm ready." They had DJ Moore though. Yes, our secondary plays great. But the ability that that man has at quarterback will always scare me a little bit. And them adding any sort of serious piece to that will always scare me. Because we it, it, it's hard to not think of the NFL in a bubble of just your favorite team. The Bills are always making moves, the Bills are never making moves. But other teams around you are are are, are doing that. San Francisco, I don't understand. We you know, I kind of went away from the, the Chris McCaffrey trade a little bit. Just flat out my opinion on it. Don't understand why they did it. Jimmy Garoppolo is at best a mediocre quarterback. Yes, you can win the NFC, but to be fair, this to me doesn't sit there and go, "Yeah, but I think you're definitely going to like beat whoever represents the AFC." I can't imagine Jimmy Garoppolo winning a Super Bowl. I've seen him get there and I've seen him fail at making key plays that would have put Kansas City away. They were the better team. Chris McCaffrey is an electric player. In now, maybe the best run scheme in the NFL. It is going to be fun to watch them, but I don't think that changes how I feel about that team. Lamar getting DJ Moore would change how I feel about that team. I think even if they got Christian McCaffrey, it would change how I felt about their team because it comes down to quarterback play. And that's where you do have teams of the Bills or fans of the Bills and the Chiefs. Hammering so hard for Odell Beckham Jr. Because you're at a point now where you can make those moves. And I do think Baltimore is also in that that realm that they can make a move. I mentioned New England a little bit as well. I think they could just do it just because they know they need receiver help. That maybe we get to a point finally where Bill Belichick kind of admits he can't draft, has no idea how to evaluate college talent. But he's always proven he can evaluate NFL talent. So maybe we get to that point where they make a move and decide we're going for the playoffs, and we're gonna and we're gonna show teams that we're for real, that we can really damage them, maybe. But Carolina is going on a fire sale, and they have got some talented players. Their record may not show it; they're one in five. They are the worst team in football, at least record wise. But I think they're gonna make some moves, and there are a few players on there that, if they're traded to the AFC, I am absolutely petrified. I want nothing to do with them. I don't want to play Baltimore again in the playoffs if they get D.J. Moore. I don't. I think the Bills could still beat them, but a player of his caliber, again, he essentially is just Stephon Diggs, stats-wise. Sneaky Joe put this out there, too. He is essentially just Stefan Diggs waiting to be traded. 788 yards in his first season, and then he had 87 catches, 1,100 yards, four uh, four touchdowns in his second season, 66 receptions, almost 1,200 yards in his third season, four touchdowns. And then 93 catches, almost 1,200 yards again, and four touchdowns. And his quarterback play was atrocious. At least Diggs. Teddy Bridgewater was fine in his rookie year. Then he has Case Keenum going off on a great year for him. And then Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is a fine quarterback. The worst primetime quarterback ever. But he'll always flash a little bit at 1 o'clock. At least he had that. DJ Moore is a sleeping giant. And one I don't think the Bills can add. If they did, though, that's the best offense in football. You're also likely saying goodbye to a number of players because you will sign him back. I don't think the Bills will be seriously in on DJ Moore, mainly because I think he's gone for a first-round pick. And again, he's not somebody that is demanded a trade. But if you're Carolina, they are thinking of a serious rebuild here. Of just, let's start it all over. Let's do this again. And we'll see in a few years. Get C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young... You'll have a few first-round picks, a few second, a few thirds. And you can quickly, quickly, quickly rebuild. I think Moore fits that. I think Brian Burns does as well. They're rebuild, but they may not. And it does sound like Moore is going to be on the move. And if it is Baltimore, that team horrifies me to no end. We're going to take a quick timeout. We come back. It's guest time. And we're going back to hockey. We're going to have noted jerk. Joe Yurden of Noted Hockey, he's going to be joining us. We're going to talk a little Sabres hockey. We're going to talk as well the whole NHL. Minnesota, a team that has a ton of talent. They've been bad. The Rangers seemingly off of a great playoff run. They look just as good. We'll do that when we come back here on Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. A tradition like no other, and it only happens on Tuesday. Howard picks the bills. Brought to you by Admar Construction Equipment and Supplies. Equipment you need when you need it.